Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live.
go. Okay, I'm merging the calls, so we're good. So, how are you? I was I, for a second. I got scared that you would have forgotten, and I was like, "No, don't forget this time." No, no. Um, <sighs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, it's it's just a hard time. It's a hard time, and I I seem to be uh, uh, yeah. It's just a hard time. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I'm generally doing all right. But uh, maybe maybe my life is always hard. I don't know. <laughs> well, right now it feels hard, which is to just be with, you know, we can be with that. And by the way, the beginning of a whole new year and a whole new, I know that we talked last week, that um, I'm curious as we start, remember that we talked about like bringing in the possibility of doing like a prosperity blueprint for this year, like what's your plan, where you're at and everything. And that may help us gain some clarity about what is going on with a little bit more perspective. Is there something else that you need instead? What is what is bringing having you in this place of like you know, things that are a little hard? Uh, no, I mean that's not, that sounds good. <laughs> what is what is happening? Tell me. Well, just. Uh... Let's see. I don't know. I just um, um, I, I I just wrote a, an email to my brother and his wife again about this kind of um, thing that happened, and it's kind of the final email. And I I wanted to, you know, it's just a hard line. I tried to. I I thought I wrote a very good email, actually. And I try to stand up for myself, uh, but I also just don't want to be, you know, it's just a fine line between I don't want people to walk all over me, and that, I think, is an issue in my life. That, and it's not other people's fault. It's my fault. And, uh, and so, at the same time, I don't want to be embroiled in all of these situations. And with my brother, you know, I feel good about my email, but... Uh, it, it was sent to Rithia, and I saw Rithia this morning. I said, did you read it? And she said, well, I just can't read those emails anymore. And I don't know. It's just this, I, you know, and, and then and that makes me think I have to write a few emails to her, one kind of shorter email responding to one thing, which is not going to be easy, and then a bigger email and at one point, I, so part of me doesn't want to, you know, I don't want to be walked over. I don't want somebody else's viewpoint, which to me is clearly imbalanced and incorrect to rule the day, especially when it has to do with my relationship with them. Right. Are you, are you tapping, by the way? Okay, I can tap. Good. And, uh, and at the same time, I don't like to be embroiled in all of these things. And, you know, I mean... I guess Rathia's comment, it's, it's, you know, I don't know. I'm just filled with a lot, and I'm really thinking about the whole idea of commitment, you know, and, and actually maybe Rathia's comment, you know, it's hard for me to kind of, I take in everyone's viewpoint and, and then to finally figure out what my own viewpoint is and then act on that viewpoint either with words or with actions is very hard for me. 
you know, and, and I can be easily swayed by another's viewpoint. Now that I'm just thinking of Rathia saying, well, she doesn't want to read these emails, I understand it to a, a degree. They're hard. They're difficult. And, and, and I, I, I'm, I, in, my, in my email with my brother, I was trying to be as positive as possible, but also stand my ground and, and say my perspective of things, you know. And uh, I think I succeeded with that. And so that's my perspective. I don't, you know, my whole upbringing was just with conversations and then letters and then emails, all these embroiled things. And I don't want to do that in my life. And at the same time, you know, sometimes life requires some of that. So I just want to do it in the best way. Yeah. You know, you have to. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I think it's important to absolutely you have to do it in the best way. It's it's a very delicate balance, isn't it? Between stating your truth and being true you know, being connected with yourself and expressing what is happening for you and what feelings, reactions, emotions you might have and at the same time not um being so absorbed by it that it takes over your life. Now my sense is that right now there's a lot that is shifting because, you know, literally you just got divorced, officially divorced, and it's, there's so many things lingering that are, you know, present between your brother and your mom, and there's, there's a lot happening. So it makes sense that it, it's a very vulnerable and a very delicate time. Can we agree on that? Yeah, yeah. And that your connections with people that have been, you know, very important to you, like your brother, uh, it's, it's something that is, it's almost like there's, it seems to me that it's almost like what I'm sensing is that it's almost like your soul is wanting to find uh, some ease, some way to flow. And there's these, these different people in your life that are, bringing awareness to conflict and how it's hard for you and how you get, like, twisted inside and feeling, you know, like questioning yourself. Uh, and you have clarity, but it seems to me that times you just you lose your clarity because there's things that are hurting. And it makes a lot of sense that when you're hurting, you're going to lose your clarity. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the fact that Rosia doesn't want to read the emails or the emails in itself, in its, you know, in themselves are really hard to write and it takes a lot of emotional, you know, emotional energy. Is like it gets, it's almost like um, you're creating a little bit of an emotional maze for yourself. Mm. So I'm curious if it would be a good idea for us to actually. Talk about like where you are today. This is an invitation, okay? And and I think it could be really useful. That's why I'm proposing it. But of course, you know, you're you're really um, it's what it, what you think would be most useful as well for today. My invitation is to look because we are at the beginning of the year. We are exactly starting a new, you know, not continuing, but also starting a new a new set of three months working together, a, you know, a new set of 12 sessions together. 
Um, and and are we are we doing that? Because I want to get agreement from you, of course. But we <laughs> we talked briefly about it last time that we had um, we had my massage, but that was like a few weeks ago. So I want to I want to make sure we're in the right boat. Uh, I do. I mean, finances is a concern, but uh, you know the work has been very valuable. Okay. Well, well, the other thing is that we can, if um, finances are a concern, we they, well, how we did it before was that it was eight hundred, right? And the exchange was eight hundred dollars on your side. Uh, we could either we could expand that over time, so you could do. You know, like two hundred at a time or something like that. If that were to be easier, is that would that be easier? Or um, I could also consider maybe if Stefan wanted to have a couple of massages or something. When, um, what do you think? And I don't want to take time from your session, though. The reason yeah, that I was no, bringing I it mean, up uh, is, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. If something could be worked out, sure. Any of that sounds good. Okay. So let's, let's just go ahead with being this time for you. So my invitation for you is to look at both personally and in business, where you are at. Where have you been this past year? Where you learned from it? What, you know, what challenges came up? What has been the transformation that you went through? Because you had a lot happening last year. It was a huge year for you. And then look at where would you like to be at the end of this year? Putting very concrete ideas both <clears throat> in every aspect. And the invitation is so, it's almost like you, and I think it could be a good moment to do it, even though you're in this kind of like a funky place or in a vulnerable place or in a painful place. Uh, the idea is to actually kind of like stand back a little bit and take inventory. That's, that's an invitation. But I really want to hear from you if that seems like a good idea or not. Sure. And really, really check in with yourself because I know that, you you know, you are very good at just going along sometimes with things. So does this seem like what, it, what would be good to do in these times? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think some sort of, you know, uh, combination of reviewing and also kind of setting goals and intentions for the upcoming year, both business and personal. I think that sounds good. Wonderful. You know, way, okay. The way my mind works is, you know, just kind of, you know, one thing may lead to another and then in the end we can put it all together, but it may be, you know, a little popcorn style as we yeah. go through it. Absolutely, and this is the, the beginning of this process. It doesn't have to be the end of the process. Like, it may take time, and I could, you know, we can figure it out together, and I will definitely, I'm going to be taking notes, and I could definitely email you those notes, plus you have this recording, because it would be very important for you to really have them, have them, uh, you know, nearby. That would be really good. Um, yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, personally. Paul, yeah, it's me. So do you have pen and paper? Where are you, by the way? I, I have pen and paper, and it's, it's sitting in front of me. I'm taking notes. Okay, perfect. So, that's so yeah, I mean, just, it's... 
Yeah, just it's, before we start, this is what I want to do. I would like us to, like, start tapping at the choreographical point and just repeat after me, even though I'm in a very special place emotionally right now. Even though I'm in a very special place emotionally? Yeah, right now. Yeah, right now. I am open to taking inventory and perspective on my life. I'm open to taking inventory and what? And perspective. And perspective. On my life. On my life. Yeah. Both personally and professionally. Exactly. Take a breath. Let it go. Even though I feel vulnerable and sad, and frustrated. Even though I feel vulnerable, sad, and frustrated. I really appreciate my desire to continue to learn and grow. I continue to share my desire to learn and grow. And I'm open to these processes. And I'm open to what? To these processes. To this process. The tapping through the points. I'm feeling vulnerable and sad. I'm feeling vulnerable and sad. Feeling frustrated. Feeling frustrated. So much going on. So much going on. I would like to just take a break for a moment. I'd like to take a break for a moment. From all the conflicts and difficulties for all, from all the conflict and difficulties so I can take pers- so I can have perspective so I can have perspective and really gain awareness of my life and really gain awareness of my life both personally and professionally both personally and professionally that way I could actually that create way I can actually create a plan to make it happen. Create a plan to make it happen. And I look forward to this process. And I look forward to this process. Of understanding myself in a better way. To understanding myself in a better way. Take a deep breath. And really just, you can stop tapping for just a moment and allow yourself to just be present here and now in your body. As you're going to share with me, what is your current situation? Like what is it, what is happening right now, both personally and professionally? And I'm going to just take notes and ask you questions. Okay, so what is happening right now? Uh, well, I, I think professionally, um, both because of the holidays and also because of this, you know, this January workshop thing that I produced, the last, I would say, three weeks have, 
been, you know, I've had less, uh, you know, because of the holidays and, and uh, you know, doing things for this workshop, I've had less time to actually do uh, sessions. And so uh, even this week, uh, there's another event on Sunday that, you know, eats up two of my session times. And um, and uh, I also haven't been quite as focused on getting sessions. And in general, I would say I could do more with emailing when I don't have sessions, you know. So anyway, so that's a concern. And I usually don't see, you know, I have $30,000 in the bank. It's actually sitting in my checking account. I should probably at least move it to a savings account. But I, I, I'm not, I'm not um, you know, I'm not worried about money because I have that money. But I, and I'm not using that money, really. Um, though that comes to a, a, another thing I'd like to do is account for that money and move it. Because yeah. I just, um, I certainly have been relying on it uh, at least as a cash flow measure. Yeah, and, which uh, is not a good idea. No. Right. right. That would exactly. be good to invest in. Yeah, so I want to clearly, I mean, uh, a clearly account for it. Um, and, um, and uh, so... Because I, you know, I basically, two bits of money came in. One was Rithia buying me out of the house once I got this inheritance. Uh, unfortunately, it turned out to be much less than I expected, but it was about eleven, twelve thousand dollars um, $12,000. So anyway, that's that. And um, That was the inheritance? Yeah, it was about eleven or $12,000. And Rathia then was the was the other the other piece. It was about. Was it? It's interesting. I mean, I I'd like to totally count for it. It was about twenty two thousand. Okay. And I had to pay a tax bill, you know, uh, of like two thousand dollars. So I paid that tax bill, and I just you know I needed to do that, so I did that. But there's probably I don't quite know, but I probably spent already of those that money about three thousand dollars and I just don't want to spend any more. Yeah. Yeah. Um so um so that because that, what you mentioned a couple of times was that you're hoping to actually buy your own home and that would be the down payment. Is that right? Uh that's right. Yeah. Just because I'm an A D D person and um and um, ADD person, I like to do things immediately. Right now, I'm transferring thirty thousand dollars into my savings account. Yeah, and I have a right. few hundred left over, and I have money coming in, so I think. So I'm you're, fine, you're right now. You're right now transferring that money. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I just transferred it. Good, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Which. You know, I've been wanting to account for it, but, you know, I can still account what would it, for it. It might be a good idea to actually, I don't know if you talk with Stig or with um, Ed or with some, you know, anybody. And what well, would be, I, yeah? 
the show at show Yeah, time. I mean, I am going to talk with them. I'm probably, to save myself money on taxes, um, I'm probably going to um, take a few thousand dollars of it and put it into my IRA so I just have less of a tax bill. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, I, 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 you know, certainly that's my goals. I'll put um, goals is to buy a house and um, uh, and I you know there's so many steps to do that and one of them is you know which I'd like to do in the next week is get pre-approved okay Um, so this week um um, it's the 17th. So by the 15th, I'd like to be pre-approved. Um, can I just uh, mention two B&I things that have happened, which I also, you know, kind of relates to my whole issue of standing yeah. up for myself. Okay, so Roger, so I referred someone to, I'll just be brief, but I referred somebody to Roger and and I would, uh, since you're not, you're probably, you're not taking notes or anything. As you talk to me, anytime that you're not writing, I would invite you to tap. Because what okay. that is going to do is just going to allow your nervous system to just process whatever is going on and just have more clarity. Does that okay. make sense? Sure. Um, uh, you reached out to Roger. So I referred somebody to Roger. He used him for my taxes, and it turns out. Roger hasn't done this with me, but probably because I see him every week. So if I don't, if he doesn't return a call, I just see him in groups. So I don't notice this pattern. But this friend said that he hadn't called him back in a week, in a month and a half. Yeah. And then Roger said, well, I emailed him. And, uh, you know, and then this guy said, no, he did not email me. He, that, and he's a pretty diligent guy, you know, and he yeah. said he checked through his emails and Roger did not email him. And it's been a month and a half. And, you know, the, and, he sat, and, and this guy's uh, partner is in another BNI group. And yeah. so he said, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I, I'm not going to use Roger again and I would never refer him because this is yeah. just yeah. too much. I've emailed him and called him. And then I just talked to Rithia about it, who also uses him, and she said the same thing. He, yeah. he doesn't sometimes return calls in a month. So yeah. I have to say something to Roger. I, I want to say, look, you know, I, I, my reputation is now on the line because you're not doing this. And yeah. I understand you're really busy, but a month or a month and a half is way too long not to call somebody back. And these are two very diligent people. I haven't honestly noticed the pattern because I just see them every week. Right, and and I have to admit this is this is not necessarily gossip, but we had a similar issue. And honestly, I'm going to actually reach out to him, not just as a client, but also as a coach, and say, Roger, you need to get clear. We need to have a conversation and possible a couple of sessions, because my sense he made a couple of comments here and there. My sense is that he's not clear if he wants to continue doing this or not. So he's kind of doing it half-assedly, and it's not working. Oh, you mean his, because the, the, he's, sab- the he's sabotaging stuff? himself. I think he's sabotaging himself. It's really, uh, I think that he's really sabotaging himself. So it would be wonderful to give him that feedback and say, look, Roger, this is, 
what I'm hearing, this is what, you know, because I see you, that's not an issue. But, yeah, how would it be for you to just tell him? You know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not only um, upset because these friends are telling me that I refer you to them and they're not going to use you because you've got me responding, but really it's a little concerning because my reputation is on the line. I, I really refer you in all, in all goodwill, and this is not, you know, I'm really concerned about this. I think it's very important that he gets that feedback. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, so, so what comes up for you? So this is a part of the, I think this is a part of the Well, I mean, you know, I, it's like yeah. all parts of this come up for me. One is my idealization of people. Like I idealize him because he comes off, as so many people do in life, he comes off as being so thorough and responsible. Like he's, he actually is more thorough than any of my tax people. He seems to study more about it. So, uh, you know, and seems to be knowledgeable more than other tax people that I have had. But anyway, I kind of idealize him. He's also the treasurer or whatever his role is in BNI. So I, you know, think, oh, he's so upstanding. And then, so one of the things that comes up for me is my, my disillusionment and also like not knowing like, I've idealized, so it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, the side of me that doesn't want to address it, that doesn't want to say anything to him and doesn't know how to do it gently, you know, one of the things I'm aware of with my brother and Rafia and all these people is I'm just tired of people not doing things in a gentle way, you know. Yeah. They, they say what they have to in a strong way, but the manner in which they do it is not harsh and I don't think I would actually be harsh with I think that more comes up in personal relationships rather than in professional ones I don't think I'd be harsh I'd more think I would just not say anything or not say the full picture I mean I've already told him the facts you know I've already told him that Daniel said he didn't call him back I I, and then I said Daniel said he did not receive an email from you in a month and a half and you know I haven't heard anything back from him it's not like he gets back to me and says oh uh, you know, I cleared this up. Oh, I agree with you. Or Patrick, I don't agree with you. He didn't actually respond to me either. Right. Right. You know. So anyway, it does. It does. You know what? Yeah. But it comes. It comes down to the. This is. This is the. The piece that you're tapping, right? Yes, I'm back to tapping. Because the one, the one piece that comes up that I'm not. I'm just. Just my intuition is that there is a part of you because you. You are uncomfortable with the, you know, this, we, because of the, the way people have reacted, especially Rithia and your brother and your mom in the past. It seems to me that there's a part of you that puts up with things yes. that are not okay with you, and then you kind of explode. Yeah, or I go into denial in a big way. Right which neither of them are good for you or for the other person because then when you say something, it's not going to be gentle, which is actually almost like fulfilling your, you know, your, your nightmare in a way because that's not what you want to do. So the whole right. learning, and I'm going to put it as a goal, the whole learning is how to actually kindly and gently be assertive when something bothers you without putting it, you know, in the back burner or in a, you know, a way that it can, like, you know, like marinate or stew over. You know what I mean? 
Uh huh. So what would how would it be? Does that seem like a um, an interesting goal that you can even practice with Roger, where you can be honest, you can be kind, and you can be gentle, and it's a, a new way because one of the things that happens is that when something that other people do really upsets us a lot, like Ruthia, you know, she's blaming you and like you know, that you're this way and that way, or your brother is taking all the, you know, this huge stand against you and the whole thing. It's often the case that there's an opportunity for us to see if we have any of that in us. And the invitation that if we are doing anything that way, right, like, you know, like responding in a strong way in any, you know, it could be with general personal relationships, how can you actually shift that and practice being more connected with yourself so you can say right away, you know, I was, I have to say, because you could say very, very simply and very, in a very nice way, very, super assertive, say, you know what, Roger, I tend to idealize people and you are in a, in a, in a position that, you know, you have been more thorough than anybody with my taxes, which I completely agree, the same thing happened to us. You're, you know, you follow through in so many things here at BNI that I actually really expected that you would do the same when I refer people. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really disappointed. And more than any, more than anything, I'm concerned because two of the referrals that I gave you are, are people that mentioned in the recent past that they're not going to actually work with you anymore because you're not responding. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm curious what is going on. I really wanted you to I wanted to give you this feedback because I want to understand what's going on. Or is are you you know are you thinking that you're not going to do this anymore? What what is going on here? Hmm. Hmm. How does that sound? Because I that I'm going to have a similar conversation with him. That sounds good. I mean, I don't have any. I didn't. You know something that I don't. I had no idea that he's you know, considering not doing this or that he's... Well, he mentioned it at one point. At one point, I wonder if it was a... I don't think it was a private conversation. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. So leave that aside. I'm sorry. I wonder if it I thought it was something that he mentioned at BNI that, you know, he was a place that this was not really... It was not... He was not making the money that he feels like he needs to make. And so he was... What, you mean yeah. in BNI or in, in doing his work? And doing his work. Oh, so he's going to do other work other than doing. No, he. I don't work? know. He, he, he might be. He might consider. It, I don't know. I don't know what he. You know. But that, those okay. are details that are actually are not really relevant. The big thing here is how can you? It makes a lot of sense that you idealize people. It does. It does make sense. I do that too. When we see somebody in a, you know, in a position and you know, in a place of authority, we actually say, "Wow, you know, this person is." Is very follows through. Is is here. Is here here every week. I mean, he showed up when we canceled the meeting just in case somebody from this, you know, just a visitor showed up and didn't know about it. Wow. To to me, that was amazing. I mean, he showed up and he even said he shared with us that it took him forty minutes to get there instead of the usual twenty five or something, uh, you know, because of the eyes or whatnot. So the guy is really committed in such a big way that it makes a lot of sense. So I don't think that you're idealizing him. I think that 
it, when it comes to BNI, he's extremely uh, thorough and extremely responsible. So mm. I want to give you that feedback and that information because it's not that you're just idealizing someone that is not really doing it. You know, he in a certain aspect uh, of his life, he's extremely uh, responsible. Mm-hmm. So, and when you idealize people, yes, it's true. Sometimes they, you know, you get the solution, and yet you can still be truthful about it. You know, I thought that you were blah blah blah, and you know, maybe it was my mistake that I put you on this pedestal. And but it is true that whenever we put somebody in a pedestal, uh, it's a matter of time that they're going to fall off. Yeah, and I don't mean that in any big way. It's more. It's actually, not, yeah, it's more what it does to me, like. You know, yeah. Yeah, so so we're going into the so BNI, that happened, and is there something else that is related to your, um, to either your commitment or your business in that, in that area? Um, well, all I'm saying is that, uh, you know, I, I want to start, I haven't done anything about the yoga class, the contact class. I feel like I, I didn't do anything with that, so... Um, um, you know, I feel uh, kind of procrastinating about that. I mean, I'm very glad I wrote two emails. I just want to say that because of what I accomplished, writing this letter to my brother, my, you know, has been on my mind for about 10 days or so. So I'm glad I did that this morning. Um, I also have uh, our dance group on Thursday. Has It's kind of more of an ongoing thing, but we're considering new people. We've had to get a new space, and I've had to deal with all of that, and I'm relatively on top of that when I hadn't been so, on top of that. So the, the Thursday group is growing, and you're looking for a new space? Uh, well, we, we lost our space, um, oh, so we okay. had to. I, we pretty much have found a space, at least for now. And, you know, there's just people who want to join and some people who are leaving. And so, you know, I kind of the administrator of that group. And, and so I have to, you know, I take care of these details. Right. Um, how do you do with it, being the administrator of that group? It sounds like you're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing. You know, I'm 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 glad. You know, I I I mean, technically, I get paid in the sense that I don't pay for the group, but it's very uh, little money. Um, right. But uh, you know, it's a funny position to be in. You know, I mean, Nancy is the one who kind of decides things, but uh, it ha- it's not an actually an explicit decision. You know, of what we decide to do with the money, but uh, anyway, it's fine. And I think there's something else I did that I liked that I did recently. What was it that was on my plate? Well, one, you know, and that's, you know, I noticed this pattern in me and it's, it's, it started about five years ago and I, it suddenly occurred to me, you know, round two of anything is always difficult. So if round one of anything, there is an obstacle, I get really debilitated by it. So I might initiate something, like for instance, uh, you know. So let me let I, me get so th- sorry. 
So round one for things are really hard. Round two we are a little better. So I said when you redo things, so that I got I didn't get very that very. No, no, no. What I'm saying is round one is maybe not so hard. Like oh, I can okay. initiate something, but if there's kind of an obstacle, then I I don't come back. As soon as there's an obstacle, I get debilitated and don't even show up for round two. Okay. So I, you know, and that's you know, so follow up is a big issue, and. Uh, you know, but that pattern, you know, that pattern is very big. As soon as there's an obstacle, I just uh, go into my overly go with the flow or go into denial or go into procrastination mode. Okay. Um, so. And this is regarding, so this is, this is your thinking of your class or what else is, what, what comes um, up? Well, you know, it's, it's it's with Rathia, like this these there's one very specific email where you know one of the dynamics with Rathia that happens is you know and I'm getting very clear about it is that she, she will call things that are abuse that are not abuse like in one email I about Toriel's birthday party which is next weekend mm-hmm. I I said which I think is an actually an accurate statement you know her issues about birthdays gets in the way. And then she, I said, I assess that you sometimes put your needs over, or over Toriel's. And I think that happens not only with the birthday, but it, with other things as well. And I, I can't, I don't have the email in front of me, but I did reread it at one point And it did say some, it, that was the major critical thing. I think it said a few other minor things. And you can call this letter critical. You could even say, I don't want to receive these, uh, any criticism from you at all, or I don't want to even want to receive any feedback from you at all. But to call this letter abuse is, is really wrong. And, and uh, you know, by the way, of course, she criticizes me all the time. I mean, she's quite critical of me. And and she's actually working on it. I mean, the beautiful thing is if we were separated but thinking about getting back together, I would say we both done enormous work of working on our issues with each other, you know, and they're getting better. But, you know, the truth is she's critical of me all the time. I mean, if I started calling it abuse, that would be it's, – it's not abuse to be critical of somebody. And I – the goal of my email was to get to a better decision. And this was actually a very interesting learning experience. What, when I sent that, she changed course. And she did a birthday that I think really what Toriel Moore wanted. And she basically went along with my perspective without ever really acknowledging it. But, uh, you know, and that was an interesting learning for me because they're always, I project that strength onto people and I think that I won't have an effect, and then I do say something, and it does have an effect. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. So overall, with the issues, the issues with her, which is she somebody that is going to be in your life forever, right? Well, yes. I mean, I don't think there's anywhere not for her to be in my life. Exactly. I mean, so it seems like, with all in all, she is in a from what you told me. She is in a place that she with, with you, and I hope you're happy, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, going back to. 
<laughs> you have stopped, see? See, she got, something happened in your dynamic where she perceived you as abusive, which, you know what? Maybe you actually got into a place where you at times were very wholly abusive. And I wouldn't, I actually wouldn't be surprised, and that's okay. That's, you know, sometimes we actually can be really nasty with each other. Yeah, I, I, I'm not denying that I was verbally abusive to her. I think yelling at her is abusive, but to... But let me, let me tell you, let me finish my idea, yeah. because what I think it's happening is that when some, then since that moment, and that may have happened like two years ago, where you somehow trigger the whole issue with her dad, what has happened is that every time that you either raise your voice or make a comment that make that triggers her, and it could be something extremely simple, or it could be something that has some edge to it, regardless, either way, one of the things that's going to happen is that, oh, yeah, Patrick abuse, and it's just connected for her. So the big, big piece for you is like, how can, there's no way that you're going to actually be able to change that, how she perceives you. No, of course not. So, but it's, but it's actually, even though it may be simple because you're brilliant and you know it, it still hurts when somebody perceives us as abusive because that's not your intention, that's not how you see right. yourself, and that's how not, you don't want to be seen that way. I need to respond to this email because I don't want to be called you know, that, it's a power move. The, you know, the irony, of course, is I actually consider it abusive for her to call, for me not to be able to say something critical of her is, and for her to call this email that was not abusive in any way abusive, I actually think is abusive, you know. And I'm certainly not going to say that because that would trigger her, but I am going to say it's just, it is not appropriate. She cannot call something that's clearly not abusive, abusive, because it's just, what, what it does is, and this was the whole dynamic in our relationship, is that it silences me. You know, I can't say anything. And that's what happened in our relationship, and I gave into it all the time. You know, she wasn't willing to listen to any feedback that wasn't her view of things. And basically, I had to be the abusive one. And she was never abusive, even though, you know, as I said to you, you know, she used to go on these harangues of doing, which actually, if you look at abusiveness in a critical way, in a, in a clinical way, is more abusive. You know, when you really put down somebody, I never, I yelled at her, but I didn't put her down. She would go in these harangues of putting me down. She also hit me across the face so hard that it left a red mark. You know, twice she hit me. And, and it's like, I don't even consider that abusive. I mean, it's abusive. I mean, yes, if it continued, it would be abusive. But I don't, to call that abusive, you know, I just, the whole thing is, is, I've had to enter into this realm. And I just read a stupid fucking book. I just get mad at this because I just, it's, it's exactly, it's just, it's all people triggered. Like I read this stupid book that a friend of mine was reading that basically said, in the title was, verbal abuse or something and it basically said i I want to get the book because i really want to read it because i want to understand i understand why there's so much confusion about abuse because this book said anytime you're not in your power you're being abusive in other words anytime you're not in a balanced state doing the right actions you're being abusive to your partner and i just said this is insane this is why people are nuts 
you know, if you start labeling that as abuse, then you, you just open the gateway for everything. And I don't think it's helpful. I don't think it's useful. So what? But tell I, me what, because that did trigger something in you, right? And I have to tell you, um, so with regards to two things I want to tell you. There's a, there's a more um, right now situation, right, part of the what is the current piece and what would be the goal regarding what's going on. And then there is a deeper piece. Right, the current and the goal, and then there's a deeper issue of like, what is it? Because this is a this is a very important one for you, and I think that it's a very old one. Of like, well, I think what it is, what I think it is, is you know, this is like you know, if you psychotherapize everything, and you call things a pathology, and this kind of you know, this is my mother, you know. You you call something a pathology when it's not. Yeah, and then what happens? And, and you exaggerate, and you stay in this kind of realm. Yeah. Uh, this psycho psychoanalytic psychotherapeutic realm in a way that's inappropriate, and also victimy. I mean, for her, for anyone to call things abusive when they're clearly not abusive is really victimy ultimately, but it's also actually, frankly, abusive in itself. You know, I mean, it, it, it really confuses things and really it's a control thing that I, I, it's exactly what my mother did. I mean, all the time. I mean, she controlled people by psychoanalyzing them and, uh, and, uh, you know, you couldn't, there was no sanity anywhere. So, so I need to tell you, this is, this is um, the important piece for me. I totally hear you, okay? I hope you're still tapping, right? Well, uh, I, I would be, except uh, I forgot to tell you that I absolutely have to get in my car right now because I have a client, and I didn't even realize what time it was. I thought we probably had, you know, but I have to get, go to a client. We can still talk, but I have to get in my car right now. Yeah, get, get in your car. And you know you can can you drive on tap? Uh, get, get well, car. We have we I have can... ten more minutes. Okay. And I want you to even tap in just one place. It doesn't have you don't have to go through all the points or just anything. But this is really heavy, and it's interesting because when you stop tapping, is when also your emotions start going really up. And I want to tell you one piece that so I totally understand, and I'm actually going to put a. A little note here, a very important note, that we need to address this one. You know, how your mother, Sarah, you know, analyzed everybody and, and, became, and stayed, in, and through that, she became like, she victimized herself? She victimized herself, and really, I mean, I don't like to use the word in an inappropriate way, but I, there's not a language for it, but whatever way, she, she controlled everyone around her by telling people you know, inappropriately that they were, you know, they were the cause of all of the problems. Oh, there, there it is. Yes, I'm here. You know, and... Okay. Would she say, would she say this to you? Uh-oh, are you there? I lost you, I think. Let me see what's going on. 
You know, and, I loved you for a minute. I loved you for a minute. So the last thing I heard is that she she would actually control people by telling them that they were the cause of every, of every all the problem or, or the problem. Right. And what is that what she did to you? Would she say that as well? Yeah. Well, uh, well, both my mother did, and and also Rafia in terms of this divorce. Um, that said, you know, basically, I'm the sole reason why we got divorced. And it's, it's, you know, and again, I had to, and my brother just did it. You know, he just, I mean, it's just absurd in the situation because, you know, he didn't have to talk to anyone who became a female. I mean, if you read his, I read his email, it was just I'm having a very hard time hearing you. Do you have a good, are you? Oh, hold on, um. I'm about to come back. Okay, that's better, actually. Yeah, now I can hear much better. Anyway, I was just saying that all of these situations are similar. You know, my brother, yes. my mother, Thea. Thea, Like yes. somebody blaming me for everything, not yes. willing to take responsibility. And, and uh, you know, I mean, Jonathan's not calling me abusive. I mean, I'm, in that, it's funny. In that situation, he gets so angry that I get kind of, you know, this other side of me, which is kind of uh, elusive. You know, I, I get very, what I call, uh, in martial art terms, they call windy, where you just, uh, you're not there anymore. You just, uh, you're overly light. And, uh, you know, that's why yeah. I think I'd actually, in a way, do better with a fiery person. But I... I don't want to, I, you know, I don't, you know, Elizabeth was a fiery person and I would, uh, I realized I in some way with Elizabeth also want to say a few things to her. You know, we're kind of friends now where she kind of, uh, it's interesting when she's having a hard time, she calls me up or she doesn't call me up, but she texts me and we, we, you know, and I, I want to just speak my truth to her about what you know, a few of the things that happen. I mean, maybe it's not worth it because we're. I'm not sure what we're doing. I mean, I'm not sure if we're even friends, but we do seem to be staying in some, a little bit of contact. She's in Bali teaching yoga right now. But all, all of these dynamics are similar. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, and I can hear you perfectly well. So, and it's actually that we are starting addressing last week, which is the whole idea of feeling blamed and the whole idea that. It's it's actually it has two sides of the coin and clearly we need to do more work about it because on one side you're being blamed and you have to take responsibilities more than your share for other people other people accusing you and on the other side it's hard sometimes for you to actually take responsibility with some things so the other side it affects your business with the procrastination and you're not getting on top of things or going into denial and putting things off so is both these whole i i want you to just for a moment and as you're tapping just i want you to okay let's just stop together for a minute even though it's going to be like 2 minutes so okay so just talk to the point because it's so active. There's no need to do anything else. This is a pattern in my life. This is a pattern in my life. 
and it goes it's part of my history part of my history it started when i was a young child started when i was a young child and i continue to hold on to it and i continue to hold on to it but now i am interested in finding out a way and I'm interested in finding out a way to really heal and integrate a new way of being. Really heal and integrate a new way of being. So I can be truthful to myself. So I can be truthful to myself. Responsible. Responsible. And proactive. And proactive. I understand and acknowledge that until now I under, I can acknowledge and understand that until now I've been part of this pattern I've been part of this pattern where I feel accused I feel accused blamed blamed frustrated and hurt frustrated and hurt by these people that are putting shit on me. By putting shit on me. I mean, I will say that, you know, honestly, if somebody comes at me and they're not with the intention of blaming me 100%, like my brother, I mean, he just came at, at me with 100% blame. And honestly, I, yes, it's hard for me to take responsibility from, I still get it, it's, you know, but I was confused. So I was confused. Yeah, absolutely. So how about the new possibility? I'm just inviting you to consider a possibility where all these people right now in your life, it's almost like are bringing things to a head so you can actually see a pattern in you that you need to switch so they don't have to continue having these reactions. So even though it may make no sense. You, in healing and integrating, and I hope you're, you're tapping, right? Yeah. Okay. I am interested in changing this pattern. Can you say that, Jess? I want you to say I'm interested in changing... I'm interested in changing this pattern. Because I know... Because I know... That when I change, because I know when I change, others around me change as well. Others around me change as well. Do you see that? Like if you are in a different place, you are breaking. Like I want you to consider the possibility that you're going to change the music to this dance. You've been dancing to this pattern and this music since you were so young. And it's so rooted. I mean, the root is so deep. It goes back to like you were a young baby. So the root is so deep that every time that you hear the first two, two notes of this music, you just start dancing. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I mean... Do you know what I'm saying, Patrick? Because I say, I'm, I'm trying to actually bring you to a little bit of a different perspective. I, I, I see it, yeah. 
And it, I also and see it as I mean I also see it as a a global problem. You you know I mean honestly I I mean I get it. I see this is what I would call round two behavior. I have to be better at round two behavior because I'm not. But and the reality is that. You know, who does it first? Just like children, it does actually matter who does it first. Because if it weren't done, if both are true. Because if it weren't done in the first place, it would be a very different situation. I see it with my child and other children. And I certainly see it with adults. And in a sense, it's what other people are saying about me. I did with my brother, I did a round one that was, bad and it resulted in him doing a very bad round two and if I had never done round one none of this would have existed if I never went into my fear pattern that 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 uh, Toriel might have had herpes because there was no evidence no evidence whatsoever she had herpes but I went into a fear pattern and I stupidly said it to them without thinking what, how they would respond. And they had a horrendously bad response. But in so fact, Pat, if I you, hadn't been... Yes, I, I hadn't I, been... I, yeah, let me, let me actually, because we are going to be getting to your client and I need to close our session as well. So let me, okay. let me just bring down all of these. I really, really want you to tap. Can you tap now? Yes, I'm tapping. Okay, okay. I want you to consider these possibilities. Okay, and it's just it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very bizarre in a way. But I want you to consider the possibility that you state your truth, right? Which is, you know, I don't know if, if Toriel has herpes or not. I don't know if you know. I really think that you put you're putting your, um, you know, your needs ahead or your feelings ahead of what Toriel really wants for her birthday. I know that, you know, you're not being responsive, Roger. Anything, anything, you're putting out your truth with good intention, goodwill, in a kind way. You're not intending to hurt anybody. This is your truth. Somebody has a reaction. This is where the trigger comes in. This is where the dance and the pattern comes in. At that point, I invite you to consider the possibility that in two or three weeks, this is how I would like you to think that you can react. And I'd be like, wow, I guess that what I said really triggered them. Is there something that I said that actually had a negative intention? Did I say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry if what I said hurt you, it was not my intention, and completely drop it. Like, drop it. Literally, you feel no weight in that conversation anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like you are so connected with yourself, taking responsibility for what you did or what you said, saying, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if that affected you or, you know, you had a reaction. It makes a lot of sense. And I have to tell you, I have a new business partner. Uh, this, is, this is exactly what is happening for me. I have a new business partner. We've been triggering each other. And these are the kind of conversations we have. Of course, we have, are, it's easier to know that when we're triggering each other, it's about our history because we have a, we have no history together. It's still, <laughs> but it's still hard. I have to tell you, it's still hard to come out and be vulnerable and say, 
when you said these, I freaked out because I thought that you meant blah, 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 and I got scared thinking blah, 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 and I have this pattern in my family of that. And to be able to hear the other person say, I'm sorry, it was never my intention, let's clarify this. And that's it. I mean, can you imagine? Do you see what I'm inviting you to consider that something needs to be healed so you're connected with yourself enough that in every relationship that you engage, it's not the other people that are going to change or you're going to attract different people. No matter who's around you, you're connected with yourself, taking responsibility for your part, and totally acknowledging that the other person has a responsibility and you have nothing to do with it, my friend. Zero. Zip. Your brother is going to get angry, and that's his, that's his MO. That's what happens. Something, no, I understand. Something. Right? And it's a, but it's for you. I, in my letter, you know, in my email to him, you know, I, I asked him for an apology in the original email. And the next, in this last email, I said, you know, I wasn't, I made it very clear. I said, in the last email, what I was really asking him for apology was not for that he even cut off you know, even stop the plans of, of Toriel coming, you know, that's his choice. We ended up having a great time, actually. And I had a great weekend. And, and uh, but what I was, I put it in the past tense. And I, I made it very clear I didn't need anything from him. And, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, but but you, you, so it's good that there's there's pieces that we are staying with yourself. The other piece that I want to share with you, and I I want you to, um, oh my God, we gotta end. Uh, I have somebody in ten minutes. You have a ten thirty too, probably, right? Yeah, eleven thirty. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, that's what I meant. Eleven thirty. So when um, when I divorced my first husband, Sophia, Sophia's dad, we were in these kind of battle or conflict or connection, however you want to name it, like similar to you and Ruthia, back and forth with emails, with these, getting angry, getting that. And then a friend of mine told me, you know, I just read that um, she just heard it or whatever, that couples that divorce, um, but she started by telling me, you know how making love to somebody can be kind of like a, in a way, is a very passionate, very intense, but almost there's a, almost like an animal violence to it. Or I don't know if I'm, violence is the right way, but almost like an aggression. You know, there's there's something intense about it. So she shared with me how there was this this woman talking, or this this book. Well, she shared that couples that divorce would engage in intense arguments and conflicts because they cannot have that love-making intensity together anymore. So they have to put that connection that they have. They still have a very intense emotional connection, and they have to put it in a different context. Now, I don't know for you, but when I heard that, I have to tell you, my conflict with him completely shifted. Well, what did you do to express that side of things then? What happened was that whenever, and I, it has taken me, you know, we've been divorced for 10 years now. So what, it has taken me a lot of time and learning, but I do, for a while, I was not even responding to his accusations and stuff. Like, he's intense. Uh, but now I learned to say something like this. I reply back with a very simple email that says, 
you know, regarding this issue, this is my answer, whatever it might be, regarding this other issue, I do not agree with you. I understand that this is your point of view. I don't agree with it. And I'll tell you why. Because after years of divorce and having a very intense divorce, I know that every email that you actually share is documentation. And what I learned is that if I just let it for a while, I was like, you know what, I'm not engaging with this. You're just an asshole. Yeah, I'm not engaging with it. But what happened is that then I became aware that if I don't respond, then whatever he says stands as the truth. And there's no way, there is absolutely no way I will ever convince you, convince him that I'm a good mother. I'm just not. That's it. You know, when he's triggered, I am the worst mother possible. So guess what? Every time that he tells me that I'm doing something terrible, I tell him, I just do not agree with your point of view. I understand that that's your point of view. I don't agree with it. But right. I'm not in, well, I'm not in, did with my brother. Right, but see, with Rusia, what happens, and with people, is like, especially with Rusia, because you are still very emotionally connected with her. So I want you to see how these intense back and forth of emails, in a way, is really keeping you engaged with her at a very intense level. Emotionally, you guys are I having it. I understand, a- but if I don't, if I don't, it, I, I mean, that's, those are the emails I know I have to write, but I have to write I don't agree with you because if I don't, then she wins. I mean, she wins calling. She, you know, it's, it's horrible, and it's horrible being the man. Because a woman can fucking say whatever she wants. And no, no, but that's, that's a piece. That's a piece. No, but this is a piece you're missing, Patrick, and I really have to go. But uh, is that it's not about not responding. It's about not engaging, which is very No, different. I get it. I totally get it. I'm not going to engage. I totally get it. I just did it with my brother, right. and I'm not going to do it with her. I can't because she, you know, I mean, anyway, I understand you. Yes. You know, so I want, I want you, I, I think that we have to do the, the deep work of these coming months, I would say, has to be on you embracing your truth and being, learning every day. This is going to be the practice because it's like learning every day to stay connected with yourself and your truth in a way that you can actually express it right away in a very gentle way. Does that, does that make sense? Of course. Wonderful. Okay. So I know that I may still have like one opening for next week and then I'm traveling so it would be great for us to see each other and I really need to see you at some point. Maybe Friday might be an option. I don't know if you have an opening. But anyway, we'll see each other tomorrow. Um, well, are you coming on Wednesday at 4.30? No, I can't. No, I have I have a whole event. This, yeah. So I'm going to have to be... Um, ooh, ooh, okay, okay. Let's definitely do it the 20th. I'm going to put you in. Yes. Okay. 4.30. I'm putting it there. I have Friday at 1 or 2.45 open. Okay. Let me look for a second. This Friday. Ooh. Hold on. Okay. Uh, this Friday at 2.45? Uh, this Friday at 2.45. Perfect. 2.45. 2.45, I'm there. On Friday? Okay. Yes. Awesome. All right. Perfect. I'll put you okay. in. And I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Take a deep breath.
All right. Okay, bye. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.